Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. All right, it is 821 here on Point. I'm Alex Pearson. We've got our Counterpoint guys in. We got John Raz, former liberal war room director. I hope you did your job right. I like to think I did my job <laughs> very well, and uh, and I have some pointers for the current crew. All right. And uh, Bill Hutchison, journalism professor over at Seneca, former journalist. Thank you. I've got some pointers from that crew, for that crew as well, but I don't think the same. <laughs> I've got some questions. What the hell are you doing? Um, all right. Uh, let's we'll get back to the autism issue because I do want to spend a little bit of time uh, on this because it's it's weird because uh, we've well, we're up to two resignations. We've got a former justice minister remaining very elusive, you know, saying things like she just wants to speak truth to power and then she doesn't speak. We've also got a prime minister who will not let this thing be investigated, won't answer basic questions. And now he admits that he met with Jody Wilson-Raybould on September 17th. Oops, because that's after the prosecution refused to punt the case. So this comes down, John, to Mr. Trudeau uh, either screwed up, but why would the prime minister be going in and talking to the attorney general after a court case has been pushed through by the prosecution? Well, we don't know what they spoke about. <laughs> okay. Sunny ways? I don't know. What would they be you talking about? You said that with about? a straight face. It would, it would seem entirely normal for me for a prime minister to speak to their attorney general on any number of issues, including uh, about firms that bring 10,000 Canadians and thereby 50,000 tertiary jobs to Canada and massive economic benefits. Two weeks after? Having no, said no, that, no, that's putting the thumb on the, the no scales kidding. of justice. Having said that, it's still going through the court system. So whether or, or oh. not he discussed the issue with her, uh, justice prevailed, and the system. Well, no, the, the along. charge got dropped yesterday, so justice did not. Prevail. One of a myriad of dozens of charges got dropped against one individual. Mm. That does not, you know, make the whole bucket. All right. So let's hear what you got, Bill. <laughs> you got this look of incredulousness. I'm sorry. I can't believe he's saying all this with a straight face. Um, what I found interesting today was a Leger poll that came out that said that 41% of Canadians believe that Justin Trudeau did something wrong. 41% say they're not sure, which means that 82% of the, the country don't believe anything that he said so far. Mm. Only 12% believe that he actually has had nothing, uh, nothing, did nothing wrong in, the, in this case. Uh, I think he's in trouble, and I think that, that September the 17th date is significant for people who are really paying close attention to the uh, to the case. I'm not sure that everyone is paying that close attention to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it does beg the question, why would the Prime Minister approach the Attorney General, Justice Minister, and say, hey, let's talk about this SNC-Lavalin case, and, and, you know, when the decision was made two weeks before. And then, you know, she, she pointedly asked, he said, she asked him if he was giving her direction, and, and he said... Uh, it's your decision. But obviously the, you know, the influence, the pressure was already exerted at that point. Right. And so she was in a question period today um, and she was uh, she, she recused herself from a vote. It was an NDP motion uh, asking for an inquiry. And here's what she said. I think everyone was kind of shocked. She stood up and she spoke. 
I would ask that the record show that I abstain from voting on that matter. Um, the reason for my abstention is that the matter in part um, has to do with me personally and I do not think that it is appropriate for me to vote on a matter that has to do with me personally. I have um, said that I am seeking counsel on this matter of what I can and cannot say. I understand fully that Canadians want to know the truth and want transparency. Privilege and confidentiality are not mine to waive, and I hope that I have the opportunity to speak my truth. Mm. So she doesn't say much, Bill, but when she does speak, <laughs> it is dripping. You gotta, you gotta really respect this woman and 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 like the, the way she handles this. Uh, I'd situation. vote for her for prime minister. I bet you would. Second, yeah, um, well, you yeah. might get the chance. But again, interestingly, he didn't abstain from the vote, uh, Justin Trudeau, because <laughs> this motion really affects him too. So yes. shouldn't he have abstained? Well, well he no, was, he, he was just told followed to. the chart in front of him. <laughs> yeah, well, do this now. He didn't know what he was voting on, is he what was, you're saying. Gerald Butts was okay. texting him, now you go over, yeah, and you That's do not this. Gerald anymore. Oh, sorry, well, no, from the sidelines. Oh, as if, as if yeah. he's not on speed dial. <laughs> Come on. But look, there's clearly smoke, and the strategy uh, from the PMO, uh, to what I see, mean what? is, is, is that they're, they're, they're banking on her not talking. And, you know, so where does the strategy go? Is she playing a game here of trying to get a deal, or is she going to actually say something and clear this up? Because now it's just starting to look like a big game. I think it's a much more complicated story. And remember, that wouldn't be the only file that she handled as the attorney oh, general. Oh, I know. And that Mark Norman case is also. There. And Prime Minister's office would rightly have had some things to say about some of the other cases mm. and had every right to sit down and talk with her and ask her what she thought. Uh, and she is probably keeping her cards close to her chest for a very good reason. And I very much hope we find out. So you're, you're suggesting that he won't waive privilege, not just because of the SNC-Lavalin, but because of the Mark Norman case, because once you waive that privilege, it's I it's, think that's the more off. problematic of, of the two I'm cases. I'm suggesting you guys seem to have missed the point that the guy who was running the government, Jerry Butts, for mm. the last few years, since mm-hmm. Justin became the prime minister, is no longer there in absentia. So who's running it now? Good question. Well, Katie Telford. Well, no, but Katie's an organizer. She's not somebody who's ever specialized some... in policy, and she's no expert in foreign or domestic affairs on a variety of fronts. I think there's fronts. some more powerful string pullers yes, behind sure the scenes right now who are pulling shots. Bill, you think it and... might be money? Big yeah, money? I'm just you know, I'm not I hate to be cynical, with... but I'm going to suggest that perhaps uh, you know Justin's on a very short leash from those very same power brokers. I would understand that Shear is on that same short leash. Look at how quiet that puppy's being. No, well, all he has to do is let the guy stand back, yeah, punch himself in the face. He's twisting the wind all by himself, uh, Justin Trudeau is. Well, here's a question. And, and I also, haven't heard Jagmeet Singh jump all over the Well, he's side. trying to get elected. Well, that's because okay. the big money aren't on his speed dial. There you go. Uh, meanwhile, a reporter uh, decided to do the old uh, door knock on Jerry Butts's family's home uh, and then got to talk to his wife, who is neither an elected official nor a politician in, in any way. Look, it wasn't okay to hang out on Rob Ford's front lawn. It was not okay to protest Kathleen Wynne. And as a reporter... I don't know what you would have done, but I would have said no to that assignment because she's not the story. How does she move the story ahead? She doesn't. Uh, To send a reporter to somebody's house to try and get them to talk is one thing. Uh, but to, to use the wife and say, she speaks about uh, Gerald Butts' uh, you know, well, she departure. Says he's not home. She says nothing, and, and to promote that. I, you know, if you get sent out on that assignment, yeah, I probably would have said, uh, no, what, what's the point? He's not going to talk. He hasn't talked yet. 
Um, but he's also not he's not charged with anything. I mean, there's a time yeah. and place to get him, and that's in Ottawa, everywhere. But if all you get is the wife, right. then you go back home and say, I got nothing. I got nothing. I right. got nothing, just drop it. But Agreed. no, you, they promoted it as as big exclusive. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of the same media that are, are screaming about this, though, were sitting on the end of the driveway at Rob Ford's house and yeah. had no problem with that while he was ki- taking his kids to school. That Funny that, eh? There's not an analog here. There really isn't. It's a very different case. He's oh, not no, it's not. Oh, come on. No, it's not. They had full access to Rob Ford at, at, at City Hall. He was not answering their questions, but showing up at his, at his driveway Every as he's taking his kids weeks? to school. Come on. No. Okay, yeah. Well, let's not revisit and rehash that particular well, no, but the, what the, I'm saying is, if if you don't, if you object to knocking on somebody's door, then you object to, to I, sitting at the end. I of the actually, I don't have an objection. I, as a reporter, historically have knocked on people's doors. But I have done, I've done never, a million of them, and, and just, I know when to knock and walk. I'm actually, I'm going to weigh sort of back with you guys. Having said that, if you get up and it's the wife or the son or the daughter or yeah, somebody away. helping who works in the house, whatever, you don't even if camera. you take the footage. Here's the interesting decision: put that out in production. Why? Why on earth would you do that? You didn't get the interview. When can we speak to Jerry should have been the question. He's not doing any more interviews. We'll try calling him. Okay, thank you. Exactly. It's not a big exclusive when you got the wife. Back away slowly. Move on. And certainly don't put it up as an exclusive. (laughs) It didn't make it to the newscast because there was clearly a lot of blowback. All right, let's um, just take a quick break there and we will uh, look at some of the other day's headlines because it was a busy, busy day. Up next here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. All right, we got our Counterpoint guys in. We got John Raz and Bill Hutchison weighing off on the day's big stories. And um, Emotional Day at Queen's Park, of course. We had parents of autistic kids. They showed up. You know, these, these families are desperate to be heard. And it is definitely one of the toughest files uh, on the go right now. Uh, And then Randy Hillier (laughs) acts like Randy Hillier, turfed out indefinitely of caucus by uh, Doug Ford, because I guess on the way out, he uh, said to opposition critic uh, Monique Taylor, who we just had on, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I guess some of the parents thought it was at him. And he has since apologized. And here was his kind of uh, mea culpa. It was clearly uh, banter that was within the legislature which you have all seen. You've all seen every day. Um, yada, yada, yada as a banter is, in my estimation, not a very elevated use of banter. No, it's not. Look, there are some stories and issues you can get away with acting like a jackass on. This would not be one of them. I mean, I don't know. Look, it's 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 Randy. I would suggest, yeah, anybody uh, who's curious about this, uh, Google Randy Hillier and Luz Cannon and see how many stories come up. <laughs> Is that what you did? <laughs> oh, yeah, there are quite a few. There are quite a few. But to use Randy a hockey Hillier, analogy. Randy paragon of impulse control. <laughs> to use a, I mean, it was uh, a great Seinfeld episode, but... <laughs> Here's a hockey analogy. Uh, the, the players who tend to be dirty are the ones who get call, caught first by the, the referees. And he says, yada, yada, yada. Not exactly the smartest thing to do, but he's out of caucus because Doug Ford has no patience for this at this point. He's dealing with a very sensitive topic, and he doesn't need this distraction. So he's, right out of, he's, he's out of caucus right now. This is a difficult file. There, I don't know that there's a solution to this. They call because, it the Ministry of Tears because yeah, it's that hard of a file. Yeah, I, I, and I, I sympathize with the parents, but... Uh, you look at the the amount of money that it would cost to to provide this intensive therapy to every every child out there, and you're talking a couple billion dollars. Oof. 
And the pre- previous government put in, what, $260 million, and the, the conservatives have raised that to $325 million, and they've increased the amount for diagnosis. But they've decided, you know what, instead of giving it only to 25% of the, student, of the, of the young uh, people, let's spread it out so that everybody gets something. It's obviously not the right approach because parents are upset about this. But I don't know that there is a simple solution or any way out of this. Uh, for this I don't think this we, we would have to literally uh, spend a billion dollars just to get a couple us. billion. I, I think so, 40,000 kids at $40,000. Yeah. That's a 1.6 billion right there. And it could be fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. So you're, you're talking about a couple it's billion a lot dollars. Of money. Yeah. Which, which if we didn't have e-health and all that other garbage, we'd have this. But I just talked to Moni Taylor, who's mm. the opposition in the NDP. And I said, OK, so what would the solution be? And the, and the NDP don't have a solution. They're criticizing. But they haven't um, gotten a plan. I would like to see what's your plan and how do we pay for it. My suggestion was take money out of the all-day kindergarten and give it to these families. They need it. There's a billion right there. There, you know, and, and that's just not going to happen. I, I mean, I, this, is, this is the more I, I, I read about this file, the more I realize I don't know anything about this file, and it looks like we can either give everybody a quarter of the care they need and make sure that we're being, uh, you know, egalitarian about it, or. A quarter of those suffering will get really the care that they deserve and need to get well, and three quarters will fall by the wayside. That is Sophie's choice. It's a horrible thing. But here's the question that everybody seems to be asking around the world. Why are the rates of autism going up? There are these horrible graphs that you can look at. and. At first, uh, doctors thought it, it might have been that historically autism was being underreported. That is not the case. It's going up. It's going up rapidly, somewhat akin to peanut allergies and a variety of other things that have not existed. So why don't we look into that? We can well, look into that, but that's going to be a long-term uh, solution. Yeah, that's to a, out you're the, talking the like four that. or five more years. You've still These got 40,000 kids right now. That need I understand. Well, I look, can't even imagine how difficult it must be. Oh, it's terrible. And, and, and thank the problem God is I'm these, not on that file. No, and these parents uh, are desperate. Their kids are being left behind. Uh, and, and, and honestly... I would welcome canceling something to give these kids. Yeah, it's a it, tough choice. It but, is a tough one. But uh, maybe the only solution the government has is to look and say, okay, we can't do this if we're going to do that. Right. All right, let's um, talk about uh, guess who's back, because that would be Tony Clement. Yeah, Tony Clement putting out a statement this afternoon on Instagram, of course, uh, saying he's on the right path. And he says, uh, in part, I had a severe personal crisis, and it manifested itself in the irrational behavior that becomes uh, became apparent and for which I take full responsibility. I am so sorry for the damage I've done. My remorse knows no bounds. All right. Does he get another chance? I think that's up to the voters of Paris Sound. I think they will reelect him. I think he sp- needs to spend more time in political purgatory. Uh, I think that if by chance the conservatives form the next government, he's on the backbench. He's, we will never be in cabinet again. I think the parade has passed him by. He's yesterday's man. But the voters in Paris Sound, I think, will probably reelect him because they've elected him through several uh, several elections, and they elected him when Justin Trudeau was sweeping through the country. So they obviously have faith in him. Well, hold on a second. There are a lot of people like Kent Hare. He's kind of doing his own thing. Like he, yeah, but he's he, a liberal. It's different. Well, okay, there's that. Should Sheer take him back? Do you see Sheer taking him back, John? I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't. I, I know Tony personally, and I worked with him years ago, uh, albeit on the other side of the aisle. I always thought he was a man of integrity. Mm. Uh, I thought what he did today was bold. Uh, I would not and, have done it on Instagram, though, by the way. And I'm, I'm being quite serious. That's what got him in trouble. I would not be going, I mean... I don't know who gave him that advice. I just wouldn't have done it on Instagram. Maybe maybe so, maybe so. I sort of agree with your summary that I think he is probably, you know, the wheels are off that bus. And yeah. But, and I also think that his, his uh, judging by the comments that I've seen, 
His local, his 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 voters love him, mm. and they want to give him a good Christian pass, and uh, so be it. That's up to the voters of Perry Sound, as you say. And uh, you yeah, know, but is he running I, as an independent? I don't think he. I don't like think, I don't know what Sheer does. He he is going to run in the next election, he, and I don't he, think Sheer wants to to tip that boat because like that. It's better. He does for have the s- advantage of being part of the party where you get to say that you found God or Jesus Christ, and it's all cool now, right? So you know, well, everyone that, else gets that. God love the conservative. Party. I suppose the other party who says that the she just remembered it differently. There you go, or they just gag her. Yeah. Without never mind. I'm not going to go there. Okay, that'll be it for the night. Okay, I'm just going to stop talking right we this second. We all have our different acts of contrition. We just have more fun in the liberal uh-huh. Yeah, culpa, mea culpa. Okay, is that what we say? All right, guys, i got to leave it there. Thank you very much, John Raz, and thank you, Bill. Always appreciate it. Pearson, this is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.